0: Hi, everybody. Welcome to New Frontiers in Functional Medicine, where we are interviewing the best minds in functional medicine, and today is no exception. I'm your host, Dr. Kara Fitzgerald. And I'm thrilled to be talking with Dr. Rachel Fresco. Rachel is the founder and president of Biobotanical Research, and you know Biobotanical, you're using it in practice because you're likely prescribing biocidin all the time, and this is the woman who actually came up with that product almost 30 years ago, and she's going to talk to us about how she did, and I'm going to ping her on all sorts of other questions and some of the cool research that she's been uh, doing over at Biobotanical. So, Anyway, Dr. Fresco has been working for over 30 years to create botanical formulas that are used uh, as nutritional support by health professionals in challenging clinical presentations. Her focus has been on concerns relating to intestinal dysbiosis and systemic infections. University-based research on her formulas include study on Lyme disease, biofilm, and immune response, as well as informal clinical trials on uh, SIBO, H. pylori, dental infections, and candida. Uh, Rachel actually wrote a a nice blog for us that you can access um, on the website. In fact, we'll link it on our show notes so that you can uh, read specifically about some of the research that that they've been doing. Many noted authors, physicians, and laboratories recommend the broad-based formulations such as biocidin, olivrex, and GI detox uh, that she's developed with her team of scientists and formulators. Dr. Fresco, welcome to New Frontiers.
1: Thank you, Dr. Kara. I'm excited to be here today and, and share the latest research we've been doing and ask yeah. questions that people uh, may have um, on the usage of these formulas.
0: Absolutely. So you know what, I want to just say something kind of interesting. Um, I mean, we use, I use your product a lot. In fact, literally twice today, I was talking to colleagues in two different forums. In fact, I was on a webinar uh, with Dr. Tom Salt, the ever brilliant Dr. Tom Salt, who talked about using uh, biocidin in his Lyme patients. And um, I was talking about treating SIBO on a professional forum, and again, mentioned using biocidin. So it's it was just funny, knowing that I was going to talk to you today, as I was reflecting on our conversation, I was like, wow, already I've dialogued on biocidin twice, and it's, you know, it's not even one o'clock here. It's just one of those, it's it's an anchor product in the arsenal of functional medicine clinicians, and it has been for an extremely long time. So I I just want to, I want to know the story on how you put together this formula that really seems to work. It's pretty cool
1: so, so, I was in acupuncture school, and I was just in my last year and uh, at Five Branches University here in santa cruz and I was working for a chinese herb company khan i don 't know if you 're familiar with khan 's products mm-hmm. of the chinese herb companies that 's definitely the best uh, products made i think the um, anyway so i was I was working there, and I was my job was to help the acupuncturist and other health professionals that called to understand the usage of the formula. So I was sort of the the consultant. And so a lot of people were calling uh, from San Francisco with AIDS patients. And this was like back in 1980, what, eight or nine, there were no AIDS drugs then on the market. These patients were having diarrheal diseases and other opportunistic infections. And none of the, Medicines that were in the traditional Chinese formulary were really hitting it. And, but I had been doing veterinary acupuncture because that's sort of an interest of mine. I'm a horse trainer. And so I was working for a large animal vet and we were doing veterinary acupuncture. And, and he had had this herb formula that he was using on these difficult to treat infections um, in large animals, including like brucellosis in cows, wow. which I guess is untreatable. And so we had also treated a whole kennel um, that had leishmania, which is also no. not true. So, so I knew about this herb formula. And because I was an herbalist and interested in the subject, I'm like, well, do you think this herb formula can be used for people? He goes, oh, yeah, we use it for people all the time. Um, and I said, well, can I make this available to other you know, practitioners? And he's like, oh, yeah, sure. You know, So wow. so that was the original biocidin formula. And if anybody's listening who was there in the back in the old days, it was like this dark purple... Yes. It tasted horrible. Okay. So one of the doctors in San Francisco took, um, I sent him a sample of that herb formula and he sent it to Great Smokies Diagnostic Labs. Now Uh, Genova. Now Genova. So unbeknownst to me, this was all, you know, I didn't know. So one day I get a phone call. And it's the, the owner, the director, Martin Lee, um, at the time of Great Smokies. And he's, he says, I don't know who you are or what this is, but it kills everything. I'm yeah. like, well, okay, is that a good thing? He's like, well, yeah, we, we, we want to put it on our panel. I didn't even know what it was, you know, the CDSA. And right. So- the,
0: the, the complete digestive stool analysis so it was like yes. the first iteration of the stool test that we all now use in right. function.
1: so that was the very beginning of these kinds of tests right mm-hmm. and um so so they put it on that panel as a candidate substance and they did 200,000 patient tests over a six-year period and it pretty much worked on any yeast or bacteria in fact was mostly highly sensitive so it was it seemed to be some one of the best candidates that's
0: extraordinary the,
1: yeah so because of that all you know some thirty thousand doctors that were using that lab at the time suddenly were seeing that this herb formula could be used and so they were calling me so pretty much i had to start a company i really i thought i was going to go into <sighs> private practice i was waiting for my acupuncture license to come and go yep. because i just passed my son. By the time I actually got my license, I already had so much interest in this formula that I had to pretty much devote my time into working with this. And um, I did do private practice a little bit like one day a week in a doctor's office. Um, and, And so then that went along for a number of years. And then we realized that some of the herbs in the formula were really too harsh like the sanguinaria you know causing nausea and it's a great herb if you're working with tumors but it's not necessarily the best herb just for GI dysbiosis Mm -hmm. and I also wanted to put in some of the essential oil ingredients like the oregano oil and so forth and I wanted to do a little bit more to support the system so I played around with the formula um and and then went back to testing it again to make sure it was still as effective but it was definitely a lot less harsh. And by putting it in the glycerin base, now it tasted good. So kids could like it. And um, it didn't hurt the stomach, it was okay, if you took it on an empty stomach. And so that's how the new formulation, the advanced, we call it formula started in around the year 2000. So now that's been like 18 years, wow, that we've had that formula. And then from the from having that formula, we thought, well, why not put it, you know, in a throat spray, you know, for upper respiratory. Or later in the last few years, the idea was, why don't we put it in a liposomal so that we can bypass the digestion and get straight into the bloodstream for things like Lyme. So, you know, that's kind of sort of a needs-based, right? You know, you have a problem and you're just looking for how to solve that problem. And, and the most recent one that we came up with to use the biocidin formula in is the toothpaste. So, you know, we had heard for years that people were putting the drops of the biocide and and putting it on on their teeth and getting good results and their gums were stopping to bleed. So when a dentist wanted to do a study and we saw the results of that, the before and after slides from the phase contrast microscope were so mind blowing, like all the biofilm, all the, the spirochetes are gone, just gone. And I'm like, okay, this is clearly really good use for this. So, so we put the biocidin in, in the toothpaste, we call that dental sidin. And then we, we use the form of the biocidin as like a a mouth rinse. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and make a dental sidin rinse next, taking the Mm -hmm. liposomal version and just adding some clove and mint and things to make it a little bit more oral specific. Mm-hmm. Um, but the research and so that he also, the dentist who did that study also did DNA analysis of cavitations of root canals where he went, went into the root canal, you know, debrided it, cleaned it out, pulled a sample bone that, and then came back with like 35 different pathogens, including amoebas and HPV. Can you imagine all that's like up in your it's root extraordinary. canal? it's so bad. So anyway, so he ozonates the area before he closes it up and rinses with the liposomal biocidin and then has the patient rinse for two months, twice a day, and then come back, open up the area again, go back into the bone and sample. And we went from like 35 pathogens down to like four not so bad ones or sort of normal ones for the mouth, you know, in eight weeks. And so the next thing I want to do is a university real trial on this because I feel like this could change. the way that periodontal uh, practitioners are working, like if they had something like this, that can cut through the biofilms and can get to these pathogens and prevent from people having to get like all this painful root planing and, you know. Yes. Um, so anyway, so that's, so I just, I try to just solve problems as as they arise um, for clinicians. And, and so with the biocidin, you know, being a strong antimicrobial, you definitely want to support other systems, right? So, coming up with with good probiotics and things that will help support the immune system and support the adrenals while people are, are detoxing. Yes, and, but most. The, I think one of the most important things that we came up with in the last ten years was the GI detox. Well, listen, listen. Before you jump onto really
0: that, helped. I know it is you. I, you know your product design is is very creative. I, I, and your bet and the backstory is just really cool and inspiring. But before we move on to talking about some of the other the other offerings that you guys have, um, just tell me, you know, just talk to me a little bit about um, some of the additional research you've done. You've been looking at biofilm, you've been looking at Lyme specifically, and then you've been doing some clinical stuff. Um, you wanna just comment on some of the other ways that you're using
1: biocidin? Yeah, so in uh, 2013, I met Claudia Marquez and she's sort of the foremost biofilm researcher internationally. And she was at the university of Binghamton in New York and we got to talking and she was willing to have the university help sponsor research on using the botanicals against biofilms, particularly because cystic fibrosis is something that Mm -hmm. that that university is is working with. And there's a lot of biofilm issues there. So, um, so we sent her the, biocidin formula, and she tested it on single pathogen biofilms and multi-pathogen biofilms of both bacteria and yeast. And so she did things like Pseudomonas and E. coli, Klebsiella, Candida. Um, And the results were really remarkable. I mean, the the death curve um, is so immediate within like 10 minutes, uh, you'd see just pretty much all of the biofilms being wiped out. And she even could use a fluorescing um, stain on the biofilms and then video it. And you could watch the biofilm being broken up. So I started doing more research on the individual herbs in the formula. And thanks to the internet and PubMed, right? That's so easy now (laughs) compared to 30 years ago. And sure enough, like so many of the herbs that are in biocidin have been researched for their ability to inhibit biofilms either by stopping quorum sensing or by stopping the adhesion of the biofilms or uh, by stopping their replication and spreading. Um, And one of the most interesting things that came out of those studies was this efflux pump inhibition. So like when you have a pathogen, right? It'll sense, a back, it'll sense an antibiotic or an antimicrobial and then it will turn on this efflux pump and just sort of kick it out. And that's why you get drug resistance. And what's interesting about plant medicines is there's a whole bunch of categories of plants that do this. They actually inhibit that efflux pump so that now the concentration of your antimicrobial substance, whatever it is, is going to be higher and you're going to get a, a better effectiveness. So um, that was really interesting to find out so after that biofilm study, then um, we started doing the Lyme research. And one of the things that's important in Lyme is also biofilm. So that university at, at New Vascular in Finland did the same kind of biofilm study in addition to looking at the spirochetes and, and round bodies and so forth, and the exact same. Result, the exact same death curve. So that made me feel good because two different universities now have backed up that the botanicals that are in the Biosiden are doing a good job on biofilms. And then the the Lyme study was also interesting because not only were the herbs effective against the spirochetes and these persister round body forms, but they also seem to have a synergistic effect with certain antibiotics like ceftriaxone. You could use like an eighth of the amount to get the same kill wow. rate. So there's, that's probably because of the efflux pump Mm -hmm. issue. And also the fact that the liposomal biocidin showed a very high level of intracellular penetration. So there's a lot going on there. And that's why I think botanical medicine is so interesting because you can go at things from so many different angles at the same time without causing toxicity and without causing a backlash. And and I think that's why you know, herbalists through you know, thousands of years have always combined things together typically, right? They don't look for a single bullet ingredient. And in Chinese medicine, you, know, you have your minister herbs that support the imperial king herb, and then you've got the other herbs that take things to the channel. And so I think that's, that's a smart way to, to look at how you're using herb medicine right and supporting systems and you have to know that like uva ursi you know is a really good antibacterial herb for bladder infections because it's a diuretic and it goes to the bladder channel but you can't expect that uva ursi is necessarily going to treat a gut infection so you have to know how you're applying these herbs and where they're going and and then by making synergistic combinations that can do more than th- one thing that's why you've got such a broad base of coverage with the biocide so it's you know you can you can address a sore throat with it or you can address um you know a vaginal infection um just, that's
0: it's great thank you for that <clears throat> really nice synopsis and i just wanted to let folks know that we've got there we've got um the biobotanical white papers on all the products that we're going to talk about and we will have those on our show notes page um biociden is the BioCiden white paper is you know a lengthy discussion of all of the botanicals and the evidence behind them and their various mechanisms and you'll see um You'll just see that the research on these, on these compounds is, is impressive. Um, and I think, you know, you guys are starting to kind of put, put together the body of research on their synergistic interactions as you, you know, do these various, um, these various in vitro studies. But you're also doing some pretty cool uh, in vivo, some clinical trials. Just talk to me a little bit about, about those, SIBO. Well, you mentioned the dental infections, but you're doing something with SIBO, H. pylori, you're looking at candida,
1: Right. So the SIBO study we did was kind of interesting. Um, Dr. Danielle Lewis uh, was, has just got, she had just graduated from naturopathic school um, at Southwest and she, her, her primary interest was research too. Mm-hmm. And so she kind of headed up this for us. And what we were looking at is what would happen if we give Biocidin Two patients that have tested positive for SIBO and, but we're not going to change their diet. We're not going to give them any of the other support formulas. We're just going to see if this, what, what this one intervention does. And in that study, we got like a 50% reduction in the breath test, but like a 70 to a hundred percent reduction in symptoms just with that one intervention without changing the diet or other treatment. So then when you add in the other formulas, like the olive which is better for the methane producers, for example, and then you, bad eye detox to mop up the toxins and pull them out and help help the patients to feel better faster. Um, You know, we got a really, really, really nice program there that seems to be super uh, helpful in SIBO. Um, The other clinical trial that we did was more of a a double-blind placebo control trial at the University of Louisiana. And that trial was on um, the effects on the SIGA. So we were Mm -hmm. looking at immune suppressed athletes um, so these guys would you know, exert so much, these professional football players or Olympic people, and they would be very susceptible to respiratory infections because their SIGA tested to be very uh, suppressed. Right. So, so after exercise, so we would test them before and, and then after exercise, you know, give them either the biocide or placebo um, and at like 30 minutes and 60 minutes after exertion. Mm-hmm. And they saw like a 66% increase in the SIGA. Um, That's amazing. After, yeah, well, how so were it you, was, really, was really it good? A,
0: was it salivary SIGA, I'm assuming?
1: Yeah, salivary SIGA. So so that was interesting. Um, and that they were using the throat spray version of Biocidin, um, which is 40% less concentrated than the regular liquid drops. So because it's got alcohol to get it through the sprayer. Um, so, but even in the 40% dilution, three sprays of throat spray had a significant effect on the salivary SIGA. And when I was talking to our researcher in the Netherlands, Dr. Jeroen Haas, um, he's tested up over a thousand patients using biocidin. And what he saw with SIGA in the gut was that patients that had an overactive SIGA seemed to come into balance and if it was too low, it, it came up. So it almost seems like it more has an adaptogenic or, or mm-hmm. moderating effect mm-hmm. um, uh, for the SIGA. So I would like to do more research on the gut aspect of that. But you know, what we've seen so far is very interesting.
0: Now oh, it's so so interesting. All right, so let let me just back up and talk about <clears throat> dosing and and the forms. You talked about using liposomal specifically in Lyme and then the non-liposomal the quote-unquote advanced formula you're using it more gut specific. So for right. so so just talk to me a I want to know two things. One, how you're dosing biocidin in general. And I know that we can start very, very low, and then we just titrate up, you know, based on whatever's going on and based on the patient tolerance. So talk about dosing. And then I want, to, I want you to just walk through your SIBA protocol, and then we'll move on to talking about some of the other products.
1: Okay, great. So um, we have this usage guide that practitioners can get that we'll go over this so you don't have to try to remember it, but basically you just start with a very low amount because you don't know if a person's going to have a big die-off reaction, so you start with maybe one drop, um, or if somebody's really strong, you could take a couple of drops, and you gradually increase, like you said, per the patient's tolerance, and for some people, they have no problem. They could, you know, go up to the full dose in three days, and somebody else, it could be three weeks, you know, or more, so I think you just have to have the patient check to see how they're feeling. If they get too much die-off, then use the GI detox to help mop up those toxins. You know, take less biocidin uh, drink more fluids, and so forth until you you don't want to, you know, blow people out of the water with this. And particularly Lyme patients, particularly people who've been really, really ill for 20 years, those people you have to be careful and go slow. Some people we even will put like one drop of biocidin in a big glass of water and have them take one sip of the water. Mm. Um, they're really really sensitive people so there's a big range of what could be used there but then like in an acute situation let's say um, I started getting an acute UTI I would take like you know 30 drops or more a day or the liposomal I might take two pumps three or four times a day along with like two capsules of Irex every few hours um, that day. If I started to get an acute infection. And you know how everybody's had that flu that's been going around, and everybody uh here at the yeah. office, a lot of people were out sick, and I was exposed a lot. And a couple of times I started to get a fever and I started to feel super tired, and that's what I did. I just took a massive quantity of biocidin and olive went to bed, um, you know, took the other support things like like extra D and 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 zinc and was fine. I never came down with a full-blown flu this year, so that was good. Um, so you That's- can use them acutely, but, you know, in, in sensitive patients that have long-term problems, it's, it's a slow, steady process that you might take three months or six months or, or more for somebody who's been sick for 20 years. And,
0: okay, so folks, we will absolutely have the usage guide, link to the usage guide on the, on the show notes page. Um, and how are you, so when are you using the advanced formula versus liposomal? Just give me the lowdown on the different. <clears throat>
1: Okay. So, you know, the theory is that the liposomal formula, because it's going to go directly into the bloodstream from the oral cavity, might be more useful in situations where you've got an infection outside the gut. So like if you had a lung infection or a sinus infection or a bladder infection or prostatitis or anything like that, maybe, or somebody with skin infection, right? Um, it might be better to use the liposomal and you can use it topically as well. Um, but I didn't experiment because we really haven't done a formalized study to know, will the liposomal work as well in the gut too, Mm -hmm. you know? So I came back from Peru and I had picked up some kind of parasite. I had all the symptoms and I'm like, okay, here we go. So I decided to take a high dose of liposomal biocidin and the GI detox for five days and see what would happen and all my symptoms were gone and then I got a stool analysis and it was clear so I think that the liposomal one is getting into the gut however we just don't have enough numbers of lab tests that I can look at from a patient going this patient only used the liposomal and look you know their GI klebsiella is all gone so I just I just think that them are going to work well well, they both test well on biofilms they both test well for all the pathogens um so i'd say you know the liposomal costs more for the patient so maybe you know we know that the liquid is doing well on its own for a gut infection so you know why do they need to spend more money but if you think that they may have systemic issues too then maybe the liposomal is fine um for everything
0: right i have to and say that
1: i just, use well, yeah i i what use
0: the saying uh, yeah go ahead finish that
1: No, I was going to say, how are you using it?
0: Well, Um, that's what I was going to, I use advanced formula all the time. I really haven't used liposomal, um, although I, although I am you know, just based on our conversation. And interestingly, when I was on a webinar this morning with Tom Salt, he, in his Lyme patients, he's using liposomal specifically and probably because of the, you know, the backstory you're giving. But I use advanced formula all the time. I do tend to think about biocidin for, you know, gut specific stuff. Although it's, you know, it's clear to me that the botanicals, you know, being a, a naturopathic physician by training and having some background in botanical medicine, it's obvious that we can use these systemically, but I just, I just tend to, to think about it more, more gut centric. Um, And the cool thing is that, you know, I use it in kids all the time and because we can drop dose it, you know, you Mm -hmm. can go, you just can go very, very low and slow and, and, and do it safely with um, really pretty much anybody. In fact, um, are you, are you, are you actually suggesting that it's okay to use during pregnancy and and breastfeeding? I mean,
1: Breastfeeding, yes. Pregnancy, no. If you look at some of the herbs in the formula, like golden seal, those are contraindicated in pregnancy in the medical text. If I was pregnant, would I use this instead of antibiotics? Maybe for myself, but you can't recommend that for a patient because, you know, you've got literature saying that that's contraindicated, so you're you have liability issues there. So I would say, no, we don't recommend it at all during pregnancy. We do say it's fine during breastfeeding. We've even given the liquid biocidin to just born babies that were born with thrush. um, And it's worked beautifully. You can just take one drop and swipe it around their mouth or put it on the the nipple, you know, before they breastfeed Mm -hmm. Um, people, women who've had breast like infections like that on the nipple um, it's worked for. So, you know, it's, it's kind of like the Windex in my Greek wedding, you know, if you have, if you have an infection someplace, I've had people tell me that they had MRSA on the skin and that they were told that they had to go on a pick line of antibiotics. And the woman who told me this was the head of the SCD lifestyle. Do you know those people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the specific carbohydrate people. And, and she's like, I have been working for years on my gut. And the last thing I want to do is go on a pick line of antibiotics right now. I'm like, well, try this. And if it doesn't work in three days, you know, then consider what your options are going to be. But so she, she took the liposomal orally for systemic application and she put, put it on topically on the lesions and it was gone. Oh, that's so, really neat. And then we've seen that test too, like in the nasal swabs where people come back with MRSA or Marcon's. Um, you can take the in either the liquid or the liposomal, you can put it in a, a saline solution and just spray it right up the nose. And we have a kit for the practitioners. It's not on our price list, but you have to ask for it. But we have a kit where you get the little buffered saline packets and a little nasal spray bottle and then the directions. And you just have, have the patient spray you know, two or three times a day. Um, And it's been amazing. Like one ENT doctor, I was lecturing um, in Fort Lauderdale a few years ago and this ENT doctor stood up and he raised his hand and I didn't know him. And he goes, you don't know me because I get your products through one of the distributors like Emerson. But um, I just want to tell you that I've been doing this nasal application of the biocidin in my practice and I've cut down on the surgeries by 30 to 50%. Isn't that incredible? Just by treating the biofilm, because those biofilms get up in the the sinus cavities, and they're just hard to treat. Mm-hmm. And so, using the botanicals is a, a really good way to go um, for cleaning up these things. And these people also who have chronic mold issues, a lot of times these people have you know subclinical infections in the sinus cavity. So it's a good place to think about cleaning. Um,
0: right. Absolutely. Just that, so, okay, nice pearl. We can get the intranasal kits if we ask for them. I didn't know that. and so I'm... But you
1: can also just go to the drugstore and buy any saline nasal spray that you can unscrew the top. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could also use the colloidal silver nasal spray or the xylitol nasal spray. Any of those, you can unscrew the top and you just put you know, like 10 or 12 drops of the liquid by the side and in there, shake it up and you're good to go. Okay.
0: All right. Terrific. That's just a nice pearl.
1: Um, okay, so let's
0: talk about your other products. Why don't we, you've mentioned GI Detox. Uh, give us the lowdown on what it is, how you're using it, you know, how, why, you, why you developed
1: it. Give me the background. So, you know, one of the things that was challenging for patients was die off, mm-hmm. right? Um, when, you're, when you're using and especially if you, if you have your gut ridden with pathogens, so I wanted to use something to mop up the toxins, but I didn't want to use bentonite clay because it it's um, congesting. And um, I found this clay called pyrophyllite, Uh, it's it's from an underground source in near crater lake oregon and the pyrophyllite clay has a very interesting structure it's like 10 times more absorptive than zeolite it's got like 60 percent silica content so in and of itself it heals the gut but the most impressive thing about it was that the university of arizona had tested it and it kills gram negative bacteria and their endotoxins and that's the very lps you know thing that causes the systemic inflammation that we're going after. So by using the biocidin to break the biofilms and kill off the pathogens and then coming back with this GI detox to, to mop up those endotoxins before they get reabsorbed in the hepatic portal, then patients are feeling so much better, so much faster. You're the, because the, the pyrophyllite is water-soluble, it doesn't clump up. It doesn't cause as much you know, congestion for people as other clays. And then we added a little bit of the activated charcoal in there too. So it's a super simple formula. You could use it if you get food poisoning. You could use it if you just ate something or drank something that just didn't agree with you. Um, you can use it for mycotoxin mop up, and I'm sure it's helping with metals because it's just it's picking up you know anything. The thing to remember about products like that is is that they pick up everything. So yes. you want to take them on an empty stomach, away from other supplements, away from other medications. Um, so we kind of have a. Sort of a routine with the Biocidin. So if you take the Biocidin and the Oliveirax and like the Biotonic, you can take all of those together, like the half an hour before meals, and then in between meals on an empty stomach, you can use the GI detox. And then the, the Proflora 4R is the new probiotic, and you can take that anytime, but I find it convenient to do that at bedtime. And if you're going to take other uh, regular lactobacillus type probiotics you can take it with that one and at bedtime so then you know you you've got it sequenced out throughout the day where it's pretty convenient for the patient.
0: Talk to me about how you dose the GI detox.
1: I like to start people with like one capsule twice a day between meals and then maybe go up to two caps capsules, and that seems good. The other times I'll use it like if I get to a hotel that's moldy and I start feeling bad because I'm mold sensitive, I'll just take two immediately, you know, just to help stop um, the mycotoxin uh, issue. And I think that, that, you know, it's a pretty safe formula. I've used it on my animals. Um, It's just the clay and charcoal. Mm -hmm. Um, I've taken it out of the capsule and used it as a poultice. Yeah, I mean it's just clay and charcoal. You know, <laughs> it's really safe. Um, you know, you could probably even take more than two capsules, but I haven't found that I've needed to. Um, except in the case where like I had food poisoning, and then I'm taking like two capsules every few hours. Okay.
0: Okay. Great. All right. Let's talk about the olive irix. Just give me a little background on what that is and how you're how you're using it.
1: So it kind of was something I developed for myself. I had, um, you know, some viral issues from uh, who knows where we get these things. I know that people in my age group were all exposed to a simian cytomegalovirus that was in the polio vaccine. Mm -hmm. And that simian cytomegalovirus exposure was over a 10 year period of anybody who got vaccinated during those, those sixties to early seventies. And so I, my, you know, my lab shows some kind of chronic viral issue so i'm looking at okay what's antiviral um olive leaf's antiviral let's find some of that and so i started using you know different companies product and i was just a little bit disappointed and so when i started doing research into the ingredients i found out there's a lot of variability in the potency of the olive leaf and the pharmaceutical company that we get a lot of the things for biocidin from they have one that is 22 to 24% oleopin from Spain and it's organic. And so when I got a sample of that, I immediately noticed how much stronger it was and I thought, well, this is good. So maybe we'll put this together with some support herbs for the drainage pathways for the liver and kidneys and a little bit of support for the immune system. And um and that'll be a nice balance to go with the biocidin, you know, when you're focusing on viral complaints. The biocidin is also antiviral. I mean it definitely has an antiviral effect, but the putting the two together seems to really work well. And and then it was um, through the SIBO research that we found out that the alivirex seem to have a bigger affinity for the methane producing bacteria. So that's why it's in our SIBO protocol. So I'd say, what, yeah, when do you use the Olivirix? Anytime you either have a really severe infection that you just want to throw the kitchen sink of antimicrobials at it, because it's anti, it's antibacterial, uh, antifungal, antiviral, just like biocidin. So you're doubling up on your your support, using those two together in any kind of severe, or difficult infection. So I'm talking about where we've had people with C. difficile and they've already failed four courses of ankymyosin, so we're going to throw the kitchen sink at them on these antimicrobials and we're going to give a high dose of it. Um, and in a case like that, or like, you know, we were talking about, like what is
0: that? Just tell me what that dosing is for C-diff.
1: For C-diff, this particular patient, um, like she had failed the four courses of vanco. She's 26 years old. She had severe diarrhea. Her mother was afraid she was going to die. She happened to be, her mother was the sister of a doctor who orders from us. So, You know, the doctor called us and said, hey, what have you done with C. diff? And so we said, well, let's try this. Let's put her on like 30 drops a day of the biocidin and two capsules of Olivirix three times a day and two capsules of GI detox twice a day and the probiotic. Let's just put her on what we call the comprehensive cleansing program. Let's just put her on that program and let's see what happens after, you know, four to six weeks. And within three weeks, the diarrhea stopped. And at six weeks, she went back and got tested. And the test was negative for the C. diff. She sent me the results before and after labs. And then uh, we tested her at six months and at one year, because we want to see, you know, what this is gonna hold the result because of the spores in C. diff, right, you can, you can yes. get relapses. And so yep, it worked. And so you know, we can't make any claims and say this is always going to work on every case of C. diff. But um, Kurt Wohler, who does a lot of work um, with Great Plains labs with the organic acid testing, mm-hmm. he has a lot of children that have C. diff in his practice. And so he sent me some before and after labs showing a similar thing where a child had failed. In this case, it was a different antibiotic, I think. And, and then he put them on this regime um, at a children's dose. And indeed, within eight weeks, the um, marker, the HPHPA marker was down to normal. So I'd say these things are, you know, at least you can't hurt anybody with them, right? Um, you know, you can, you can hope they're going to work. You're, you're doing something that's non-toxic, and hopefully you're going to see the result there in the labs. And, and I'd say mostly we do. What do, you, do you do a lot of the before and after testing in, in your clinic?
0: Well, we definitely, yeah, absolutely. So, and, and particularly with breath tests, you know, we'll see, we'll see a favorable outcome. Um, I lean more heavily on clinical and I, mm-hmm. you know, so I do, I do before and after testing, but I don't do it as religiously as I'm paying attention to how people are. Well, some
1: people can't feeling. afford it too. The patients are like, you know, they don't want to spend the money on another test. They'd rather just buy three months of biocidin, you know, mm-hmm. um, and yeah so that you know they have if they have a choice they're just going to want to go for treatment I
0: but I do tend to follow up with breath tests um actually I do do I do do I do retest um stool but mm-hmm. I don't do it as quickly as I'm doing breath test follow-ups but and and yes I have I, without question I've seen good laboratory outcome but I think far in away, what I would say is um you know just clinically people respond hence you know it being this workhorse formula in my practice listen yeah. i just wanted to circle back to a comment you made about safety and ha- i mean have you ever seen elevated liver function tests i mean never school-
1: okay never in fact we had you know aids patients who were on these for like years at high doses and never saw an elevation in their liver and you know other patients too like a lot of the autistic children They'll do a course of biocidin, and but then they'll stay on a maintenance sometimes forever because mm-hmm. these kids are just so susceptible to GI issues. Um, maybe it's because of the mercury. I'm not sure why their immune systems are very compromised. But um, the, there's never been, um, and because you've got liver support things in there, you've got milk thistle, and you know, mm-hmm. um, so there there shouldn't it should be helping those systems to function better.
0: And I just wanted to clarify, when you talk about 30 drops a day, you're talking about 10 drops three times a day or?
1: Right, right. Yeah, that's what I would do. And, you know, I've gone up higher than that. Um, You know, I got bit by a tick one time and I woke up and this tick is embedded in my arm and I was just panicked. And, you know, I took the tick out and I drove it up to Igenix to get tested, but it it was going to take three weeks to get the results back on Uh that tick and Santa Cruz County is like, it's like Russian roulette. It's like 50% of the ticks are infected. So it's no joke if you get bit by a tick. And, um, I was taking way more than that of biocidin and olivarics. And I made a poultice out of it with Mm -hmm. the GI detox on Mm -hmm. the bite. And, you know, I guess I'm in fairly good shape. I can tolerate, you know, pumps of liposomal biocidin at a time, three Mm -hmm. times a day. And that's, fine for me it might knock somebody else you know under the table um but I, I don't hesitate to go up higher if I think it's necessary and I did get one parent who said that their child their four-year-old with uh it's the um the strep the pandas right yes mm-hmm. yep. this kid was was so violent it was hit a bit in the it was the child was sent home from kindergarten, not allowed to come back because of violent behavior. And the mother tried giving the regular dose of side and it helped a little bit. And she goes, "Well, this helped a little bit. Maybe it'll it'll work better." She was giving the kid like a dropper full several times a day, but wow. guess what? The behavior stopped. And she she wrote a letter to us, and she said she would rather sell her body than ever be out of side <laughs> I assured her that would never be necessary. <laughs> <laughs> um that um we would support her uh mm-hmm. but it was good to know that in that one case of that kid they had to take a really high dose uh-huh so um and i think in the short term you can do that and there's no problem with with safety
0: uh-huh uh-huh isn't that interesting that's about 60 drops i would imagine in a dropper full right
1: no no it's like 15
0: oh it's 15 in a full dropper full
1: yeah, yeah oh. it's not 15 oh, i oh. mean if you, if you just squeeze it and just let it go up it goes up about a third of the way up the dropper and that's 15 drops. Yeah, that's 15 okay. drops. Okay. So, um, so there you go. Um,
0: all right. Let's call, talk about this pretty cool probiotic, the Proflora 4R. Talk to me about the ingredients, the design, why you came up with it. It's kind of creative.
1: Yeah. So I, I was, I was, you know, we used to have a product called Proflora and it was a supernatant. It was a liquid formula and um, it worked beautifully. I really liked that formula but the company that was manufacturing it for us couldn't provide us with the level of testing that would make it pass the current GMP standards. And so Uh they kind of, it was a small mom and pop operation. They, they just couldn't do it. And so we had to discontinue that. And, um, so I kept looking like, you know, I don't want to have another me too probiotic because you can get those anywhere. You know, there's lots of good ones on the market. Why do we need to have one? But But then when I started looking at the spore forming strains and the immune modulation of those, um, and that they produce natural um, antibacterial substances themselves, the bacteriosins, um, I was like, oh, these spores are very interesting. So I was talking to Tom at Megaspore, he's the, Tom Bain is the owner, and about my interest in these. And he said that they could license us, some of their strains. And then we looked at, well, you know, what else would your dream probiotic do? And we're like, well, it would be great if it could close tight junctions. And there's research that indicates that 100 milligrams of quercetin will help stop leaky gut, as well as stopping, you know, the histamine response that causes a lot of problems for people with SIBO and so forth. And and then a lot of people complain that they need, you know, more motility, um, and strata for the good flora. So we thought, how about marshmallow root, soothing the gut lining, providing some of that uh, fiber, as well as aloe vera extract, another one that's gonna heal and soothe the gut lining and, and help with motility. So we found a quercetin that was grown in Brazil, and it's sustainably grown without pesticides, and it's patented form called QU995, And the research on this patented form of quercetin shows 170 times the bioavailability as your standard quercetin, which by the way, a lot of comes from China and places that I just, I prefer to never buy ingredients that are not really tested. And, and I mean, in fact, even the Chinese herbs we have in the biotonic, we get like three inches of documentation on testing for those and they're all organically grown. So, so this quercetin seemed like a really big winner and, and, And we experimented putting this formula together and it was just, it works so beautifully. So I just, you only have to take one a day. So I take one at night and um, it's really, really helping, I think, um, not have um, a negative reaction to probiotics that some people would get with bloating and gas and so forth.
0: And you're taking it at night. Why? Why?
1: It's just convenient. You know, okay. I, I um I you could take this with the biocidin because the biocidin doesn't kill it. So um we actually did a test where we took these spores and we put them in the biocidin and they were still viable when grown out. So biocyten doesn't kill the spores. I think nothing kills the spores. I mean that's the good thing about the spores, right? You don't have to refrigerate them, antibiotics don't kill them. Um, and so you could take it anytime, but I just found it convenient to take it at night because if you're using olive virax, the olive olive leaf might be a little harder on the commensal bacteria than the biocidin is. So, um, I found it nice to just have your gut at night be able to do its thing and building up the beneficials. And if you're taking like a lactobacillus type, you could take it at the same time. Mm-hmm. It'll help help those to work better and implant and everything. So that's just my little routine. It's it's easier. Um,
0: and so I'm assuming since you can take it pretty much any time and with the biocidin, you would be, you know, one could take it with food, without food.
1: Yes. It really, it really and, doesn't seem to matter.
0: And, and if they're on antibiotics and using this as adjunct supportive therapy, they could take it concurrently or do yep. you space it? Okay, cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's the beauty of that one. It's, it's very easy to use. It seems very effective. There, um, there's a ton of research on the spores, And um, and then with this patented quercetin, I mean, you know, even if you just have a cold or flu, having that kind of strong quercetin in your system can really help you not feel so lousy. Right. Mm -hmm. With the with the histamine response to the virus. Um, So I think it's a good everyday supplement for anyone. I like this this proflora a lot.
0: And you know, I just want to let folks again know that we'll put the white paper up on the up on the site and you can read the you know the various um, mechanisms of action with the spore formers and you know see her citations and it's actually a really nice juicy white paper. Okay, uh, Dr. Fresco, we're just going to we're, we're we're heading home here uh, at the end of our time and I just if you're if if some of the practitioners who are listening are going to be new to your product line and where do they get started? What do you want to tell them?
1: So, we have a lot of resources for practitioners in the way of education. Um, Angela, who's the director of education here, Angela Chilcott, um, she does individualized trainings with the doctors. So you schedule with her Setmore app and you can um, pick a good time and do a half an hour to an hour training. We also have recordings of the training available that we can send. And we have an educational website that our European um, connection there in the Netherlands, Dr. Haas has, and we are able to put more clinical information on that site, because in the Netherlands they don't have the restrictions that you have in the United States in terms of um, research, medical research uh, on botanicals. So we have a website that we can direct people to, and that website he also has all of our past webinars that you can watch live um, anytime. So, you know, like Dr. Jill Carnahan is on there, Ben Lynch, there's a lot of people who've done webinars with us that, that have great information. Um, and so we have, we have that as well. So you just basically send us an email to info at Say that you're new to our products and you want to get started. And then from there, we'll send you all the links and information you need.
0: Perfect. Okay, so we will act. Abs- we will absolutely have as much content as we possibly can on our show notes, and uh, we'll link over to you guys, and then people can go. Clinicians can go directly to Biosiden and, and speak to the um, tech staff there, and then get access to the website. I don't think I can put the Netherlands website link up on the show. No, notes No.
1: Yeah, okay. no. It's something that we give out to to doctors that we have vetted. Okay. <laughs> that that, you know, they are licensed practitioners. And, and that's the thing I want to say, because there, I don't know if there's non-practitioners who listen to this podcast, but, you know, we really rely on the health professionals to help people with these formulas. you not have a practitioner. We have a referral list of people who do, you know, even Skype appointments and, and online appointments to assist you. We do not recommend that you ever buy these things on Amazon. We have... Our doctors have signed something that says that they will not put them on Amazon, but unscrupulous individuals sometimes do, or counterfeiters will put product on Amazon or expired product as we have found on Amazon. So it's not worth it when you're playing with your health. You want to get the product directly from the practitioner or from one of the reputable distributors like natural partners or Emerson or full script that, you know, get the products from us directly. You definitely want to pay attention to that. Um, And, and then, you know, use use the practitioners as well.
0: So, I just want to say it's been a real pleasure talking to you today. You're a font of information on. Um, you know, on the science behind it and the mechanisms, and it's just been really juicy. And I appreciate that you've been headlong into research globally on, on, on what these are doing in vitro and in vivo. And so, you know, just thank you so much for joining, joining me today on new frontiers.
1: Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And I hope next year we'll do it again.
0: Yes, absolutely. We shall. I look forward to uh, seeing what new products you guys come up with and also some of the new research that you um that you start publishing
1: definitely definitely and have a great rest of the day thank you